welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where we take whatever band or artist we're doing and we listen to all of their records and then we rank them from worst to best. Uh, but before we do that, uh, we also do our Six Degrees with Tom DeLong. Uh, while you're listening, go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, give us five stars. Please, please, please go do that. Uh, all of our social media is at Asinine Radio. We have a Discord server if you want to join that. You know, talk shit with everybody else on there. Uh, let us know. We'll send you the link. For that, uh, we also have a phone number you can call. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail, send us a text. The phone number is 503-893-5307. Now that we have all of the boring intros out of the way, uh, let's uh, let's just jump right into it. So, mm. the Six Degrees of Tom DeLonge. Mm. Do you have anything for this? I, I did one, yeah. Okay, because I didn't do any. I just completely forgot about it I mean, it was a long week that was my bad just making it longer and that's fine yeah okay so so let, let's get into Tom DeLong. let's let's connect Tom DeLong okay. with the Pink Floyds okay. what do you we got can, Jeff we can do that that's fine um, so I started with uh, with Sid Barrett that's what I did mm. because I am crazy like that that's what I do it's no big deal <laughs> um, so his his second and final studio album the I, I guess like the the cover art the artist was by a guy named a guy was guy. by it was by a fucking guy <laughs> <laughs> named uh, named Mick Rock Mick Rock Mick Rock has done a ton of stuff as far as as like photography in the rock act or the rock realm but he also did Miley Cyrus's la- latest album her last album that came out mm. last year or the year before. So Sid Barrett to Mick Rock, Mick Rock to Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus, her first album had Josh Trees playing drums, and wow, yeah. and that's that. I mean, that's but it was fun going going through this because that's how I found out today. Taylor Hawkins played drums on the Coheed album. Yeah, that was weird. I, I did not. Yeah, that was really bizarre. I did not know that. Even though he didn't write the drum parts, it was still the drummer for Coheed writing the drum parts. He just recorded it due to contractual obligations, which is so fucking weird. Yeah, that's even weirder, I feel. And uh, so, yeah, that, that, that's where I got that. And then I started watching those Blink videos, which, yes, that was that was the same show that I sent you that Brooks was playing with uh, um, Blink. That was the same show that Josh filled in, too. That was just a slew of drummers were coming on because Travis fucked up his wrist or something at that time. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I don't remember why why all these drummers had, had done that, but yeah, I guess it was his wrist. You said, yeah, it was just, he, he like messed up his wrist and um, oh, okay. just couldn't play. But the way Brooks played um, "Don't Leave Me" was was so cool. Like he's just it was he was just so like aggressive with it, and that's that's a pretty like dainty song. Even though it's kind of churched up to be a little bit faster, it's a pretty dainty song, and he played it like super punky, and it was nice. Yeah, and it kind of made me think too. Like Travis doesn't. He's not a hard-hitting player. No. He's a very technical player, but he never hits the drums very hard. Except maybe like he'll hit a crash really hard, like at the, at the end of a song, at like a crescendo, he'll do it. But otherwise, yeah, he doesn't. He's not a hard-hitting drummer. Nah. At least with Blink. But no, nah, but not Brooks, man. He was fucking murdering those those, <laughs> those heads, just smashing them. <laughs> I know. It was it was a really cool performance. I've never seen that Brooks one before, but that was cool. Yeah, so that that's what brought me down to this uh, that path was uh, was was Sid Barrett. I, I of all the members, I wouldn't have thought you would go with you would start with Sid. Barrett <laughs> you got to to get to Tom. <laughs> <laughs> that's the biggest. That's the biggest jump for to. me. You Unless you go with like Bob Close, who was only did like two songs with him. But yeah, otherwise that's that's a weird one. But anyway, I try. Let's uh, let's just jump right into the rankings from here on out. So Pink Floyd have fifteen studio records Damn. so we're gonna go from their worst number 15 to their best number one obviously and we're gonna also gonna name our biggest banger off of each one if we even have a banger, if we even right? have any if we even have one yeah there was some uh some not good stuff on here so let's start with number 15 jeff i mean some of these also we're gonna get through them pretty quick because 
we got fucking 15 albums to get through. Yeah. So, uh, what is your number 15 and your banger? Go. This is a, a, a momentary lapse of reason. They're 13 okay. from 1987. This is their worst. This is unreal. It's so bad. It, this like rivals <laughs> some of like the shitty 80s music just in general. It was it was boring. The tone of it overall felt like it was a soundtrack to a goofy retro 16-bit retro. Nintendo Switch game. It was it was hard to get through. I almost didn't even fucking finish it. It wasn't even an hour long, but I swear to God, it felt <laughs> like an eternity. Yeah. This was awful. Uh, so you have no bangers? No bangers. All right. No bangers. All right. So my number 15 is also a momentary lapse of reason. Uh, if you don't know, this is their 13th record. came out in 1987. That's what I said. And, That's uh, fine, though. Oh, you did? Okay. I'm sorry. My my apologies. We're just not listening to what, what, what each other said now? Okay. Let I'm me know just, when you start yeah, talking. Uh, I'm listening to tune out. You ready? Thank you. <laughs> All right. This one, I, I agree with you. This is just 80s trash. That's what it is. It's, I couldn't believe it. And I hadn't gone back and listened to, to post Roger Waters, Pink Floyd in many, many years. But I don't even remember this being this bad. It was awful. Yeah. Going into this week, I thought, I'm probably going to like a lot of this stuff. I like what David Gilmore does. I think his first solo record is really good. <laughs> I thought, okay, this could be, this could be a solid record. But uh, yeah, no, it's garbage. Absolute fucking garbage. It's terrible. So, Woof. yeah, no banger, all stinkers. Uh, what do you got for number fourteen? Go. Uh, the Endless River, their fifteenth album. Are you paying attention now? Are you f- their fifteenth yeah, album 15th from two thousand fourteen. <laughs> this is uh, this is just a continuation of like samples and instrumentals based on the Division Bell. This album is uh, it's almost all instrumentals. It's a solid album, but like to say this is a good Pink Floyd album just feels weird in my mouth. It's it's. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, this is like the soundtrack to Kingdom of the Dinosaurs or, or some other animatronic ride at Disneyland or some shit. It's just, it's not bad by like any means, but it's just dumb. And I don't, I don't yeah. like saying that it's like a Pink Floyd album. And maybe I'm just like become that type of person now that's saying there is no Pink Floyd after the final cut. After Waters, there's no Pink Floyd. So maybe that's where <laughs> I am now. But yeah, The Endless River, no bangers. And I don't, I will never listen to this again. There you go. All right. So my number 14 is The Division Bell. This is their 14th record, 1994. And uh, this is this is not a very good record at all. There's nothing really redeeming except for some some of the guitar leads and solos are interesting. Outside of that, it has a lot of 80s sounding stuff that kind of, you know, bled over into this record. Um, but it's also very U2 sounding. And I mean, U2 suck. They're just tra- they're a trash band, too. And uh, on top of that, you know, yeah, I said there was some 80s stuff in there. But then he also kind of like goes with some of the that annoying 90s soft rock and it's just not very good it's not a very good record the division bell is not very good but it's still sold like four million copies in the u.s silly boy talk it is so got no bangers um so what do you got for number 13 the division bell they're 14th from 94 this is so (laughs) like i I wrote i wrote these i i wrote this note after listening to momentary lapse and i this is 100 percent better than momentary lapse like i i would choose this any day of the week over momentary lapse but that means nothing right because it's Mm -hmm. fucking trash but at least this one tried to recapture like a lot of the ethereal sounds of floyd in their prime but however like you this album started to sound a lot like fucking you too and I, yeah, it was so annoying. It. it was obnoxious. I could not even believe how U2 this sounded. It was terrible. This was forgettable. I would never go back to it. But the only reason why it's above the other two is just because moment, momentary lapse reason is absolute trash. The Endless reason, yeah. the endless River is completely uncalled for and just it's just boring. Pointless. Yeah. At least this has some substance. I mean, I don't who, I don't want to talk about it. Let's just move on. Okay. I could literally care less. So, so my... Uh, my number 13 is The Endless River. Uh, if you didn't know, because Jeff didn't say it, but it's their 15th and last record I did say it. I know, I know. Oh, fucking God. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I sat up straight. <laughs> I sat up straight. <laughs> oh, shit. So, yeah, this one, it's not, it's not really a terrible record. It's not a bad record, but it's not, it's forgettable. It's, it's background music. You know, you just throw this on if you're doing chores or not even if you're doing chores, just like to like make it so it's not quiet or not <laughs> silent. It's just ambient yeah. music. Yes. <laughs> it's just That's straight it. up ambient music, man. There's nothing. There's only one song on here that that has vocals on it and it's set up as more like a, of a traditional song. And that song was fine. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't bad. 
but yeah, this is an ambient record. That's that's all this is. So that that's all I got on it. No bangers. So I give a fuck. Let's dude. move on to the Waters era. Here we go, Finally. baby. Here's so Pink what do you got Floyd. for number twelve? What do you got for number twelve? Number twelve, my least favorite of Pink Floyd, because I, the last three don't even count. So yeah, my my least favorite Pink Floyd album is The Wall. Mm. The Wall, their eleventh album, nineteen seventy nine. I almost didn't finish this one. I really did. I I struggled to get through this. I did put it on twice. I had to take a long fucking break because <laughs> I just I don't like this. I see why people love it so much because the mass population of Earth is so fucking stupid, and this is like their fucking stupid album of the Waters era. It's all fluff with very little substance. It's built around a couple riffs, which are pretty cool riffs. I I will admit they're yeah. fucking boss, but otherwise loaded with just pomp and circumstance and bullshit. This just seemed. <laughs> Like to take a little bit from everything that they have done and make it into a dumb musical slash concept album. And without even reading about like the rock opera plot, you'd have no idea what's fucking it's going on. This, and I know you don't like it as much as I do, but this is a discount Tommy by The Who. It really is. Nah. And Roger okay. Waters' vocals on this album are kind of just a little too typical 70s proggy. Like he had never really been this, this bland. And it was just, it was bland. But yeah. whatever, we'll see. We'll see. But I don't have a uh, I don't have a, a favorite. I do have a, 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 a hated though. Um, Run like hell. That is um, that is I mean, actually a really really bad song. It is goofy <laughs> and stupid. It's dumb '80s sounding synth, like something Aha would have put out. But this is 1979, so I blame I now blame the Wall for all of the shitty '80s music that we have. <laughs> I fucking hate the Wall. I immediately put this in my purge pile. Wow. And I, have a, I have a good pressing too. I have a good clean pressing. It's it's an early pressing, and it's just gonzo. I'm not, I would never listen to this again for the rest of my life. Holy shit! You couldn't pay me <laughs> to listen to it. Really couldn't. <laughs> That's so stupid. This is terrible. Oh my god, dude, you're insane. You're out of your mind. Yeah. You're out of your mind. All right. So uh, so my number twelve is final cut. The final cut. Uh, their twelfth record, 1983. Um, this one is essentially the B sides from the wall. And even David Gilmore said that, you know, it was it seems pointless and stupid to put this out when these songs didn't even make the wall. Like, why are we doing this? And everybody in the band, or at least Nick Mason and David Gilmore at the time, they thought, they pretty much said this is a, a Roger Waters solo record. Fans agreed. It's, I don't think it's that great. I think it's, it's boring, man. It's, I don't, there's nothing on here that stands out. I have no banger on this. Oof. This is, this is, I, I'm, I'm purging this one. Oh, yeah! I'm I'm purging it, man. You I'm, are my purging purge is Pink starting. Floyd. I'm purge. I I have every Roger Waters Pink Floyd record. So you know, from Piper to this album, I have. Same here. Yeah, and and I'm uh, I'm anymore. purging this one, man. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah, this is uh, this is really fun. It was just straight up boring, man. I I don't I don't get it. So okay, there you go. That's my number twelve. What do you got for number eleven? That, that's wrong, but okay. Um, <laughs> the next one that I think is just kind of bad is Obscured by Clouds. They're seventh from 1972. Hmm. This was uh, this was surprisingly worse than when I first bought it. I have a... Uh, really? I have like an early Holland pressing, and that's why I bought it. It was the last one I needed for, for my, my Waters era, my, my Pink Floyd collection. This is, I'm going to stop saying that era. My Pink Floyd collection. <laughs> it's the last one I needed. I just bought it. It's cheap. Um, but it's just, it's it's very like poppy and, and structured in a way that I don't want from Pink Floyd. It's not a bad record, I guess. But it's just it's just dumb. It's, I, I'm never gonna go back to this because I, I just hear a blend of their first pop album with some of mm-hmm. like the dark side of the moon aspects and dark side of the moon. In like in essence, is kind of an accessible Pink Floyd album. Yeah, so. that's true. Accessible prog prog record, really. Yeah, it's like it's it's like that's the most it uh, it's like the most dumbed down prog record you could have, you could have picked out in the seventies. And that's not even a knock to it. Not at it all. It really isn't. Not at all. Because <laughs> it's an amazing record. Yeah. Which we'll get to on the main episode, obviously. But I have no but. bangers from Obscured by Clouds, and this is Purged. Wow, that one's Purged too. Okay. All right, yeah. All right, all right, mm-hmm. all right. So you'll you'll see my Pink Floyds if you want to. If you want to have a go at them, then uh, you know, I got some cool <laughs> pressings. I think, I think I'll be. I think I'll be good. I think I'll be good. So, uh, so my number eleven is uh, it's the Wall. Oh, thank God. The Wall. <laughs> this is uh this album. Yeah, like you said. I mean, I pretty much agree with you on everything about this record. Uh, it's way too fucking long. It's overall, it's filler. It's boring. It's it was too amb- it was 
overly ambitious. Like Roger Waters is a good songwriter. Obviously, he's a great songwriter. But this is just I don't want to say it was his ego taking over, but it was it was just too much. And it didn't work for me at least. I don't I don't I think it was it was it was cool. It might have been cool at the time because there weren't a lot of stuff like a lot of things like this outside of like Tommy. There wasn't really anything like this. And really I think that's why it was popular. And because Dark Side and Wish You Were Here was were so popular already. And then to come out with this, I mean, it's a great marketing thing, honestly, and it, and it worked. But another thing that really annoyed me about reading more about this record is that, like, Dark Side, you know, just in the U.S. alone, I think it sold, like, 15 million copies just, just here in the States. But then The Wall sold, <laughs> it says it says The Wall sold 23 million. And I'm like, that's very misleading because that's by LP. That's not by per record or by actual album, you know? Yeah. That's per LP. So... Those all those all the wall numbers are inflated, and that's completely unfair. I hate that shit, and nobody takes that into account. And that pisses me off. So I think that's I think like like that. Hey, DJ, leave them kids alone. I think that may be like their most recognizable just melody. Oh, for sure. For and sure. and the wall like dances around that. Like the wall knows that, and it's a really fucking catchy melody. And I like singing it. And when I was listening to it, I was like, "Hey, teacher!" All obnoxious and snotty, and it's fun. I get it. But yeah. the, the entire like two to, to base like two discs around essentially just one really really catchy riff is super fucking annoying. And then the, also, what, what was what's annoying about that? Because another brick in the wall is my favorite. That's my banger. I do have a banger, and it is this one. The entirety of it. I mean. I think the way that song builds when you put the uh, put all three together, and then the what's the what's the last part of it? Because there's there's three parts of the song, and then there's like the ending or something like that. I forgot what it's called right now. Or goodbye, cruel world. That's what it is. Fuck so when you put when you put that all together, I think it's an absolutely amazing song. But the way they set it up on the wall is that they spread it out over all over both discs, and I think that's really it's just stupid. <laughs> Like you, you miss like the gist. You miss like the point of the song. I feel. Yeah. When you spread it out over twenty tracks, or eighteen, however many tracks are on the fucking record, it's stupid. But it's, it's yeah, stupid. otherwise, yeah, it's a great song. Are obviously. you are you purging it though? Yeah, I told you I was purging it. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, the wall. I'm purge. I'm purging. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So and then I, I will just say right now the next three I have that I'm going to talk about are on their. They're right on the. They're writing the line of being purged. Oh man! <laughs> so they're not purged yet, but they're really close. So, yeah, we'll get into that. So, what is your number ten? Uh, more their third, nineteen sixty nine. Um, there are parts of this album that I really, really like, like a lot. There's some really eclectic, drawn out songs that that have just really good hooks to them. The problem is nothing sticks around long enough to have like a solid impact. A lot of the songs are shortcuts, and and Floyd's music is, is essentially just. I don't know, developing at this point really fast to to be longer songs. And this mm. is just, this is a transitional period, this one and, and the one before. And this was just too short feeling. It just almost sounded like demos or, or rough takes of, of like later catalogs. And I get it. It's, it's, a, it's a soundtrack to a movie. And, and, and reading about like how they wrote this to be like the whole album is supposed to be played during the, the, the movie rather than just having like clips or whatever. And then making a song out of the clip. I, I think that's cool. That's, that's fair, but without watching the movie and I wanted to buy the movie, but it's not like cheap anywhere. It's not like streaming anywhere. I don't even think it was on Amazon prime to buy or to rent for like $4. It was just Hmm. a super, super obscure movie. And I bet it's on YouTube. That well, that's that. I'm not gonna watch a movie on fucking YouTube. Oh my god, not gonna happen. Well, now they have a new computer. I don't know. Maybe. I, that's what I'm saying. Now that you have yeah, your new no, you're right. laptop, I mean, because usually, like with with movies that aren't on any streaming sites or anything like that, like obscure stuff, you can find them on YouTube for free. Like it's obviously people like fans have uploaded it, but you can usually find them on YouTube. So I'm looking it up right now. Okay. I mean, but, the concept yeah. of the movie is pretty cool. It's about like heroin addiction and, and stuff, and it's it's it sounded interesting. And I like more. Like I honestly, I want more of more. If more was like a double LP, and just mm-hmm. expanded on all of their songs, I think more could be like a top five contender. It's just way too short. It's just it's just it's it's blowing by things that I think they should spend two, three, four minutes on instead of thirty seconds. 
and that's why it's just, it's a it's a victim to its to its time, and it's getting purged. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. Purged. All right, all right, that's fair. That's no fair. banger. So it is on YouTube. It's like the first thing that pops up. If you just type in Pink Floyd more movie, it pops up. I will. I will. It's an probably, hour. It's it's almost two hours long though. It's I'll, I'll probably long. try. I'll probably try and sit through it and then and then make my final decision now that I know because I I have my laptop now it's, and you know it's a cool thing and I got little little like Bluetooth earbuds I can put in and be super <laughs> fancy. So yeah, I'll get I'll, I'll give it one more go because I do like the album, but it's 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 in it's in it's in jeopardy. So then, uh, so w- did you have a banger? No I, banger. No banger, no banger. Okay, so uh, my my number ten is also more. Third record. It is it is a transition record. I'm with you on that one. It is absolutely a transition record from the pop. I don't even want to say necessarily psych rock. It's more of a pop rock record of Piper, and uh, it's it never. It's like they try to go full blown Pink Floyd, but it's never. It never sounds as huge and grand and layered as as you know Dark Side, Wish You Were Here, and so on. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's forgettable. Honestly, it's kind of forgettable. There's some cool moments here and there, but I don't know how often I'm going to go back to this. I'll give it a few more listens. I might even watch the movie now. I don't know. Um, if I had to pick a banger, it would have to be Up the Kyber. Actually, this is a, this song is a banger. I I will say it. Up the Kyber is a banger. And, uh, it's just a jazz, it's like a two and a half minute jazz song. And there's some really cool uh, mood going, like mood synthesizer going. It's it's a rad fucking song. So that's my number three is more. So I I really agree with you on this one though. This this is writing that that fine line of being purged. So did you like? Did you think this could have been a really really good album, like a top five almost Floyd album, if this was two three times as long as it was? They needed to be extended. It definitely needed to be extended, but not like the wall extended. Maybe cut a couple tracks, yeah, and then extend extend the remaining ones. I don't know exactly which tracks, but yeah, definitely extend on a few of them. Like so, there's something there that's special, but it was just it was it was glossed over. Yeah, they haven't quite reached their full potential at this point, but they're trying. Like you could tell, they're really fucking trying. Yeah, they just haven't got there yet. All right, so that's all I got for my number ten. What do you got for uh, for your number nine? I dude, I I am not even on my notes. My number nine, not even ready. Is uh, their first Piper Piper at the Gates of Dawn, oh, their first okay. album, nineteen sixty seven. It's funny because I have a Uruguayan uh, pressing of this, so it's called uh, "Fuck Man." I wanted to have it in my hand. You know what I mean? That's what I'm it was gonna, called. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna get it right now. Stretch. It's funny. Oh my god, that was the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my whole life. I know. Oh, holy shit! I got it. All right, you're still going, it. huh? It's Still funny. going. It, I guess it it's wasn't funny. in within. Our, I guess it wasn't within it arms wasn't reach. It wasn't arms reach. I just had to stand up. Clearly, it wasn't. You had okay. to get up, move. You had to take your headphones off. Yeah. So, so they Not had they had re released their first two albums for for a uh, like a, a comp kind of. It was just their first two albums in one one package, and it was called a nice yeah. pair, and it has like a, it's got like pictures on it. And one's like a topless woman, a nice pair, ha ha ha. But then there's also a picture of a pair, and it's got the X on the pair. So like you focused yeah, yeah. on the women's like knockers instead of the pair, that's cute. That's funny, but um, Piper at the Gates of Dawn is actually called in Uruguay is called El Flautista in Los Comienzos de la Alborada. <laughs> that's what it's called, and all the song tracks are. Your in, Spanish is 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 amazing. Well, it's 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 Uruguayan, so I think they speak Uruguayan. It, <laughs> I, think it's, I think they speak Spanish there. I don't know what the fuck they speak. <laughs> Is this like Luis Suarez <laughs> from Uruguay or Paraguay? I think he's from Uruguay. No. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, he is from Uruguay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he speaks Spanish. I think it's Spanish. But it, it was just funny because it took me like a while. It was hard to, it was hard to like realize what side A was and 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 what even the album was because El Flautista. Like, what the fuck is El Flautista? And you think like, oh, a flute, a piper. <laughs> oh, piper there gets done. That's funny. That's cute. <laughs> So I had a good time with it. Um, but anyway, Piper the Gates of Dawn, their first album, 1967. This one's very of this era. It's psychedelic pop. It, that's what it is. Nothing more, nothing yeah, less. Yeah. What what does kind of make this one a little bit more unique are a lot of sounds. Like they're they're kind of channeling their inner Martin Denny sometimes with some of these like bird uh, calls yeah. and percussive parts. It was cute. I mean, it's a solid psych pop album of the, of the 60s. Not their best, not their most unique, but it's solid. I, I, I do have a banger. I like Interstellar Overdrive. 
It just has this bizarre single note picked part that sounded like my record was messed up and, and fucked up and took me a couple couple times to realize that it's just fucking weird for the sake of being <laughs> weird. And I like it. Sid Barrett for you. That was solid. But I mean overall this is a fucking pop album and and uh, I should have brought it up in the in the other pod. I did listen to that BG's first album, their their psychedelic pop. Oh album. yeah, the psych pop one, yeah. How was that? I mean, you probably would like it a little bit more because it's very, very like revolver sounding, very revolver. Oh, okay, sounding. okay. Which is that could it, be interesting. It's not bad. I just I don't want. I'm, you I'm, just hate I the Beatles for some reason. I do, and I don't want more yeah, revolver. It makes no sense. But yeah, this was. I don't know. It's fine. Purged. <laughs> All right. So my number nine is. Wait, are you really purging it? Yeah. Well, I'm purging my double. My double. Oh, thing and here. saucer. Damn, man, you hate Sid Barrett. Holy shit. Well, I'm not well, easy tiger. Easy tiger. Don't put well, words in my you mouth. Do. Only well, put pizza in my mouth, not words. That's all I ask. Well, you're you're purging the two albums that he was on. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. All right. So so my number nine, buckle up for this one. Oh god, if it's I don't Adam think you're gonna Hart, like it. I'm, a, I'm fucking closing out. I swear to God. I don't think you're gonna like out. it. I'm gonna close out. It's uh it's Umaguma. Oh. Fourth record, nineteen sixty nine. Because I think you really like this one, don't you? Um, I mean, it's well it's, enough enough that it's higher than mine. It's in my top eight at least because I haven't I haven't said my number oh, yeah. eight yet. True, true. Uh, this one, this is, it's a little it's a little ambitious. I mean, this is the like I said, the fourth record, and they were trying to do something different, and they did it, and it's cool. I mean, the first part of the record is a li- is live live recordings, and then the latter half is each member got like three songs that they wrote solely by themselves, which is it's a cool idea. You know, a lot of bands could do it like, you know, ELP did it really well. Um, here, it just sounds like a soundtrack. It just sounds like a movie score. It doesn't, there's not a lot here. I mean, if I had to pick a banger, it would be the narrow way, all three all three of the narrow way parts, because it actually sounds more like a traditional song rather than a movie score. But the, the, live, the live versions of the songs are great. But, yeah, I don't know. This is this is this is another one of those ones where it's uh it's writing that that <laughs> that purging line. So that's Umaguma for me. Out of here. No, purge Umaguma. no I I really think I, I I really think I am. I mean, do you do you have an older pressing or a newer pressing of Umaguma? It's old. It's I got it. I got it from uh, Aldo's. Does it sound good? It sounds fine. Because uh, mine mine. Why sounds, you want to? I might I might because mine has a a, a, a loop. Oh, it does. Mine doesn't have a loop, but it does have quite a bit of surface noise. Oh, I don't want it. Yeah, I figured you wouldn't. Mine's no, in pri- it, mine, mine is like in pristine condition. It sounds fantastic. There's almost no surface noise, but it has one loop. And it's at the very, very end of the live portion, so I really don't even mind. <laughs> I can't believe you like this one that much, but whatever. Yeah, that, that's my that's my number nine is is Umaguma. It's it's fine. It's it's really fine. It's good. There you go. Uh, what do you got for number eight? But you're not going to go back to it, so I don't know why you wouldn't just purge it. But um, but see, I like the live stuff a lot. Well, like, if anything, I'll go back not, to the live so. stuff. Um, so my next one is uh, my number eight is Un Plato Lleno de Secretos. That's my number eight. Okay, so sauce are full of secrets. <laughs> That's the best <laughs> thing is the secretos. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. Yeah, this is... Uh, I am. I'm going to purge my my a nice pair, my my double one, because I want to buy a good part. I, I want to buy a good original pressing of Saucer Full of Secrets. I did like this one, like like mm-hmm. right off the bat. This one starts off. It's more focused. It's not as goofy as Piper. This one made mm-hmm. more sense as a band that would eventually evolve into Dark Side of the Moon, or album of the week. There's a lot of cool instrumental parts here that are slower, softer, but like they just mean more. They seem more focused on just creating a unique sound rather than just inputting a lot of various unique sounds and then just making a mishmash of unique sound. It's it's like, it's just, I don't know, Piper, or, uh, yeah, yeah, Piper just seemed like they had a lot of unique ideas that were just thrown into the pot, and just because they were all individual unique ideas, therefore it made a, another unique idea, but it didn't really mm-hmm. mesh that well. Such Full of Secrets meshes well in the sense that Pink Floyd will become, if we say Dark Side is their most popular or or iconic then this makes more sense as a band that would become dark side and mm-hmm. i yeah. like it but um the title track dude, the title track is dope but that i will say one. given that i will eventually hear a better version of their title track mm-hmm. it uh 
it's my biggest banger, but a little asterisk because they did it better on Umaguma, which is fine though. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's the same song. Yeah, kind better of. Than yeah. Yeah, kind of. But yeah, I will purge. I will purge uh, my Uruguayan um, a nice pair, which I'm a, I'm a little bummed about because I've never seen anything like this. I've never even seen a nice pair like an original pressing of it in the wild, and I sure as shit have not seen an import from Uruguay. And how much are you going to sell it for? Uh, I don't know what it's worth. I got it at a record show. It was free because I traded records for it, but I don't even know what it's worth. I, I imagine I mean, it's I'd, I'd be like, willing to take it off your hands. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine it's worth more than like 40 bucks. There's no way. Okay. Well, let me know. And, you know, I'll, I'll go, I'll think about it. Yeah. I might take it off your hands. Do you have, you have Saucerful, but do you have like, like an old pressing? No, both, both my Piper and Saucerful are, are, are the 2016 pressings. I'm out. I'm not going to trade you. <laughs> I was just gonna. I was just gonna buy the buy. Wait, so you would nice have pair. you would have two copies of each album? No, I would sell my my oh, 2016 okay. pressings. But I know you wouldn't want them, so I didn't even I didn't even yeah. suggest it. No, for sure. Before before I sell these, before I give them away, when you come over next, you can peek at them, see if you like them, whatever. We'll make a deal. But I will mm-hmm. I will I will I will hold off on selling until you look through them. I will give you that. Okay, sounds good. All right, so that was your number eight, correct? Yeah. Wait, did I, you have a wait? Yeah, it was oh, your banger was saucer was the title track. And Secretos. <laughs> <laughs> just love saying Secretos because it sounds so sounds so gringo, <laughs> pinchy <laughs> pinchy gringos. <laughs> All right, so my number eight, uh, still writing that fine line of uh, of purging, is uh, is wish you were here. Wow. Their ninth record from 1975, man. I think this record is, it's just kind of, after coming off of Dark Side, it's just so lackluster, man. They, they never, they, Dark Side was their peak. Well, not, I wouldn't say it's their peak, but it was the last time that they were truly great. And I mean, obviously, because this is the last record I have on here. This is the highest point. Wait, I don't even know what I'm trying. I, I'm not going to try to explain what I'm thinking, but. Don't. Uh, yeah, I'm not. So wish you were here. I think this is okay. a wildly overrated album. Overrated album. I I think the one really good song is the five parter, the Shine on You Crazy Diamond, which is essentially kind of about Sid Barrett, or at least inspired by him. And then even he came to the studio like unexpected, supposedly unexpectedly came to the studio, and nobody recognized him. And it's a really sad story, actually. It's a very very sad story, and uh, which eh, we don't need to get into, I guess, unless you really want to. But no, not not really at all. I mean, it's it's going to take a lot of time and yeah, time yeah, about it, but that's fine. Uh, there's, yeah. Overall, it's it's like I said, like I said, a lackluster record. It does have a lot of the same dynamics and and grand grander grandeur. Is that the right word? Grandeur, sure. Grand, grandeur or whatever, as as dark side. But the songs just aren't there. It's just it's shine on you, crazy diamond is really the only highlight, and the opening guitar part. I, I maybe skip if he listens to this he might agree with me but the opening guitar to that song is almost identical to the jacob uh song from omar omar rodriguez lopez from the mars volta he has a song called i'm not even gonna try to say the full name because it's in like it's in dutch but it's the jacob song and it, it's the same it's pretty much the same fucking guitar riff and that kind of annoyed me but uh, omar did it better so there you go uh wish you were here is my number eight almost purgeable almost purgeable okay a little crazy but that's a little crazy that that's purgeable over the piper at the gates of dawn you know pop that's psychedelic the, of the 60s what's bizarre. wrong with that it's a good fucking record <laughs> i guess you're, you're like, stupid stupid Get music the fuck out of here. all right what do you right. got for number seven it's number seven finally the final cut you hated mm. this one fucking hated it mm-hmm. i didn't enjoy it no I I really like this one. I love it. I think it's I think it's calming. It's it's very vocal melody focused. This was a uh, and yeah, of course Gilmore's gonna get all mad. Boo 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 because it's a fucking Roger Roger Waters solo album. It, duh, of course that's fine. <laughs> and it probably would have like fared better because it is a, a a solo album. And maybe if he just released it as a solo album, it would have been better instead of just a Pink Floyd album. But I really like it. I I like it a lot. This is as far pop as I want them to go. And that's why I don't like Piper because this is pop. Piper is pop, and I don't I don't want to do it. It does it does kind of try real hard, like the Wall did, 
but this one's shorter and not like completely up its own ass. And I, I like that. <laughs> and I, uh, I like, I like all the little hooks that are thrown out there randomly in, in songs, like throw back to the Adam Hart mother song of, of bringing back the hook occasionally to the music. It's cool stuffs. Um, not now, John, that's my, that's my biggest banger dope track. It's got a really rad groove to it. And it's like the only song on the album with Gilmore on vocals. And, Mm-hmm. Has a ton of fucking good bass lines. <laughs> just bam, Chris D'Elia style, bam. Oh my god, all down, baby. <laughs> I miss that podcast so much. That was so funny. I, I really, <sighs> I, I really like the final cut a lot. Good. I'm, I'm glad you enjoy something, even though it's not good. I'm glad you enjoy something. Yeah. So there, there are no more port. No, there are no more. Wow. I still cannot Ooh, even say. Even I'm, think, <laughs> even I'm thinking about saying it correctly. I still cannot say it. There are no more. Oh my god. Ooh, there you I go. I will not be purging <laughs> any more albums from from here on out. I'm gonna just change up the the rotation there. There are no more purgeable albums. I still said it. Still weird. can't even do it. Yeah. <laughs> what is so hard about that? There are no more. Wow. <laughs> say it. Say it. Say it right now. There are no. There are more. no more. There, there are no more. Why do I want to say nor? Nor more. Nor more. There are no more. Like the Gangnam Style. Korean, not <laughs> no. That's what I sound like. Damn. There are no more purgeable albums. Oh, my God. Rough. Rough, rough stuff. That's redonkulous. Yep. Oh, my God. All right. So my number seven. We're almost there. We're on the home stretch right now. Uh, number seven for me is A Saucer Full of Secrets. Or uh, secretos, Why do you like as you would Piper say. Piper so much, I don't understand. <laughs> That's what bothers me uh, the most. Much like Umaguma and more, this is this is a transition record. They were they were really trying hard to to, you know, find something or or find to find to properly find their groove, and this is the only record you know that featured all five members of the band, and uh, I think Sid only did one that was Jughead Blues or something like that. I think that was the only one he did on here. But yeah, this is a, this is a unique record in that sense. Otherwise, it's like half of it is is pop oriented; the other half is more ambient. It flows all right. I I don't know. I I think it's it's a good listen through, but it's not purgeable by any means. I I think it's I I've li- I listen to this record a lot. I think it's a good record. But uh, my favorite, my banger off this one is "Remember a Day." Because uh, this is like one of the more straightforward psychedelic songs, not much of the ambient stuff, and um, that's good. I like it. I like the psych pop. I'm into it. Yeah, it's not what Pink Floyd's known for, but I still like it. I think they did a good job at it. They did a good job at it. So I like it too. I, I'm I, not I, mad. I'm I not mean, mad. I, this I'm going to buy an early pressing of it. <laughs> I just I can't believe your hatred towards Piper. It's crazy. Piper's just dumb. It's stupid. It's good. Ooh, this right, Pink so, Floyd's first album. It's so good. They've heard it's a not their best. Times, bro. Come on, we've heard it a thousand times. I'm, I'm saying right now, it's not their best. Oh, no, it's not their best. It's their eighth best. No, ninth best. Excuse me. It's their ninth best. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so then what do you got for your number six? Wish You Were Here. This one, this this is the only one that, that went up like a lot. I, I expected this one to be really shitty, and when I... I, I got this one really, really early on for some lady that was like just giving away shit. At some point, mm-hmm. I drove somebody. Remember that one day I called you, like a year and a half ago, and I called you, and I was just so giddy and like, "Oh my god, this fucking lady gave me all these Zeppelin records, and it was like twenty oh, bucks." Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. This is where I got this one too, and she's like, "Oh, do you like Pink Floyd?" I was like, "Sure, sure." <laughs> and she came with like all these records, so I got I got this one a long time ago, and I didn't really like it that much. It wasn't bad, but it, mm. I didn't I didn't like it that much. I did like it a lot more this this time though. It's just. I mean, obviously, it's it's an attempt to follow up and stay in line with Dark Side. It's that's yeah. that's what it is. There's a lot of similarities so between the two, long instrumentals, layering of sounds and tones to create like a soundscape of feelings. But there's just there's too much singing on this one, and it's not as bad, like I said, as I had given in the past. But it's just it's still not that great. But there's a lot of really 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 good shit. Like Have a Cigar features this dude Roy Harper, mm-hmm. that I think his name was, and. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think I was like a huge fan of his singing, but like, damn, I don't know for whatever reason, it just like grew on me like a, like a tumor, like not tumor. It grew on me. I <laughs> fucking love it. But the title track, the title track is is is, I don't know. It's really it's, it's the strum melody on on the like the guitar. It's it's boss nass. 
Gilmore's vocals are are kind of whatever. It's kind of very like '90s generic Goo Goo Dolls kind of sound. But <laughs> but damn, I don't know, man. Like "Wish You Were Here" was just a more pop, dark side, and I think just based off of what I I liked and didn't like about Pink Floyd, I I like this album. I'm gonna keep it for sure. I, I do like the artwork it. though. I've I've always liked the artwork. The guy on fire shaking mm-hmm. the other guy's hand. I've always thought that was cool artwork. By Storm. Yeah. And uh, you you brought up War- uh, Roy. I dude, that's a name I have a hard time with. Uh, you Roy? brought up Roy Harper. Yeah. You brought him up, and and from what I was reading, like Gilmore actually worked with him quite a bit. Like I think he produced some of his music, was featured on some of his records. So it's like he was pretty integrated with David Gilmore too, which is pretty cool. But I, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of his at all. I just thought it was cool that they brought him on for a fucking Pink Floyd song after blowing up after Dark Side. Kind of a kind of a cool thing to do. Actually, a really cool thing to do. But anyway, that anyway. is your number six, right? Number six. Number six. That was it. All right. Yep. Here we go. My number six. Buckle up, boys. It is Adam Hart Mother. Oh my God, you're just, you're just... Fifth record. Fifth record from 1970. And why? Uh, why do you think fucking dude, I, Piper is honestly, so good? I don't understand. Honestly, you're, I thought I so like. Ba- you're so basic. I I I do listen to Adam. I mean, my top five yeah, from here basic, on out for sure. I I do listen to quite a bit, and I've always thought like Adam Hart Mother, you know, it's it's a solid record. It's really really good, and it really it is a good record. But after listening to them in in sequ- sequential order, like it's 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 good. It's really good, but you know, the stuff that happens right before and after is is I don't know, man. It, it falls a little flat. Oh falls a little fat. It, flat because I think what it is is there's a lot of long prog kind of drawn out stuff which I know which is weird that you like that more than I do but you do and that's kind of what this album is and I mean the title track is a 23 minute prog song where the vocals don't even really hit until 12 minutes in which is really cool I love that build up and the the kind of musical story it tells and that's my banger off of it is the title track but this is a cool record it really is a cool record I would never purge it Honestly, would never purge it. I think here on out, this we're getting we're getting like two point five and above from our three point rating system. That's that's where Adam Hart Mother sits. Okay. I'm sure you're gonna have a lot more to say, so I'll leave it at that. Okay, and I'll jump in when you talk about it. But yeah, no, yeah that's that, my number six. Yeah. So what do you got for number five? Number five. This is uh, this is this sits right about where I thought it would. And honestly, my top five, my top three, like we could switch them up one by one by one. My top two, I, I think, are just I, I'll fight to the death. Those are their best two albums. My, but my my three, four, and five are 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 interchangeable, and and I listen to them like often. And number five for me is metal. Right now, it's metal. Really, that yeah. low, huh? This was uh, this 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 used to hold the three spot. Like if if when I first bought this, we were doing the boys trip over in Laughlin, and I bought this for like fucking mm. eleven dollars at that. Uh, Shady Grove Records oh, yeah. over in Kingman, <laughs> yeah, like eleven fucking dollars, so cheap, and it's a great copy. And I like this is really good. And I, I agree, like that opening bass line is like, what are you doing, dude? It's, a, it's, it's insane. It's unreal, and the yeah. album is great. It's it's got a variety of of songs, including like a kind of bluesy number, right, with some dogs barking in the background. Like uh, what do you to the end the fuck? side A? Yeah, it like, makes how? no sense. How 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 do those things? like integrate with each other to form like a cohesive, amazing sound. And I don't understand it. The second side, just, just one song. It's, it's, it's echoes. Amazing. It's not quite as good as Adam Hart, but it's, uh, it's, <sighs> it's just, I, I think it's just stupid it, shit. It's just not as much to digest and, and grab a hold of, but it's still solid. Like I love it. I think it's amazing. I think this album is, is really, really, really good. It's just right now. Uh, this is my number five, the, the opening track. That's my, that's my, that's my fave for sure. All right, so my number five, finally, is the Piper at the Gates of Gates of oh, Dawn. God, How do you say that in Spanish again? I put it. I'm not even put it back. <laughs> it's fine. The the flautist. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I, right I have here. no idea. It's El Flautista in los Comienzos de la Alborada. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> if you tell me your favorite song, I'll tell you it in. Uh, in Uruguayan. Oh, too. okay, yeah. My favorite song is Lucifer Sam. What what number is that? Diablo Diablo Sam. That's probably it. Or Sam Diablo. It's number two, I think. I think it's track two. 
Oh my god. Is it Sam Diablo? Every is fucking, that what it is? Every song on here is in Uruguayan, except for that one. It's just Lucifer Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Why? That's like the easiest That's one the to translate. Only Why? Fucking one. That's Why the only one. though? That's word oh for my word. god. That is so stupid. <laughs> I like how you're like, which which track is it? After I already said Lucifer, Sam, what track is <laughs> no, it? It's the only fucking one that's like, because I was looking for Diablo, I was looking for like something, but it's just nope, Lucifer, Sam. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. <laughs> uh, like we talked about, this is their first record from '67. Uh, this is the one that that Sid Barrett, the original vocalist, guitar player, had spearheaded. This was his band. Pink Floyd was his band at this point. Uh, he wrote pretty much everything, and uh, and I like it. I, I think it's a good psychedelic pop record. There's and I'm totally fine with it being different from other Pink Floyd stuff. It's a nice change up. It's nice to go back and listen to kind of where they came from, and I think it's super rad. I think it's a solid, solid record, and I've always really dug it. I've enjoyed it, and um, yeah, I I have no issues with this record. I. For what it is, I think it's amazing. It is what the, it is, right? The problem is, that, yes, it is very different from their discography, but no, this is no different than late 60s pop psychedelic stuff. I know, and it's I fine. just listened to the fucking Bee Gees, and it was the exact same thing as this. I'm bored. That's why, dude, you it. were like, Get what over was it, like it. six months ago, you were super into psych rock? And I still like, what's am. What's going on with you? Like, what's going on with you? Because there's no rock to this. It's pop. Really? This is pop. It's I don't fine, though. Pop. There, there's nothing wrong with pop music. You fucking listen. You listen and love and sync. Like, oh, hey. Yeah, you, you have Let's no leg to easy. stand on here. Let's Come take on, it man. easy. You have no Let's leg to easy. stand on here. I don't want to get too. So she goes. So yeah, Piper at the Gates of Dawn. Uh, this is my this is my five B. Lucifer Sam, I think is is one of the catchiest things. Honestly, one of the catchiest things Pink Floyd has ever done. <sighs> this and a song. This and a song off of Animals are the two catchiest things that they've ever done. I'm just happy you haven't said Animals yet. That's I really yeah. I'm just. <laughs> Dumb shit and spin out your mouth. Uh, so then, what do you got for number four? Umaguma. Umaguma. Okay. Number four. Why do you like this one so much? So, Wish You Were Here, Umaguma, and then Adam Hart. I got all three of these from that lady. That mm-hmm. that lady that was just giving away your fucking records. And she had like. She had like every Rolling Stone records too, but that was when we first started collecting it. And I felt like I was getting greedy with them and I was just buying everything. So like, no, I don't really like the Rolling Stones that much. You can sell them to somebody else who would want them. That was before I became like a shark, you know? So, but yeah, like, but yeah. now I would have bought everything. And she was really nice, whatever. But Umu Gil was number four. This is their fourth album, 1969. This is like their first live album. The live portion of this is just, it's it's superb. Like the song, Saucer Full of Secrets, Secretos, hits harder than it did previously <laughs> and the other live songs just seem to blend much better than they did from their first two albums it's, it's just everything's better it, this is this is like them revisiting songs that they like a lot and just thought like hey we should have done something a little bit different like musicians do like musicians go back on earlier work and say i really like that song but i don't like how we did it then let's try and do it better that's what umaguma is umaguma is a band that realizes they didn't do something great but they still like what they did, but they just want to improve mm-hmm. upon it. And that's solid. I like it. I respect it. But even like moving into the studio portion of it, like this, the, the track Sisyphus, which is just this 13-minute yeah. instrumental, fucking banger, dude. Absolute fucking <laughs> really? banger. Absolute fucking banger. And that's that's my fucking, that's my favorite track. It is. It's a long one. It's a, it, sure. it's, it's a song based off of the Greek mythology character, right? The, the guy who's punished by Zeus to, to roll a boulder up a hill, only for that boulder to roll down the hill again and fucking do it again. Roll down. Do who, it again. Who wrote roll that down. one? Was it, Richard, was it Richard, right? Who wrote that one? I don't remember who wrote that one. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> but it's, I don't remember who wrote which part. I think Nick Mason wrote the shortest song, which I think was the last one. But Dude, was so good. It's and, good. And it's, now, it's good, yeah. Now I am on the lookout for like the holy grail of Umaguma pressings, which is the UK pressing. The the OG UK pressings have have the 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 album that's on the floor. It was mm-hmm. from the movie like Gigi or Gigi G I G I. Okay, yeah. And the US pressings, just for copyright purposes, they had to omit that, so it's just a blank record cover on the floor. But the UK pressings have that that original thing on it, and that's what I'm going to look yeah. out for now. 
How much have you looked up to see how much they cost? Yeah, it's not much. I, I can buy one online for like sixty. I guess it's not that bad. Uh, whatever, it's not terrible. Like yeah. the VG plus condition, but it's just something on the lookout for fun, now. Though. Yeah, it's yeah, not it's fun. not fun just buying off discuss. I have a copy now. I, I can listen to it. it. Sounds great. I don't need one yeah. now. I want to find it, baby. Find it. Yeah. Go go to Aldo's or go to Nichols. See it up on the wall. Exactly. Yeah. That's such a ah, it's such a fun, such a cool feeling when you see something you really want up on the wall. Dude, it's ah, even it's like cool. better now that we're just we're, we're just we're I don't know we're meticulously curating our collection now. We are yeah. taking old copies out and putting like newer cop not newer copies but new copies in that are better copies of what we had or better pressings or original pressings or just I don't know anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like finding an OG copy of Dark Side with like stickers with the posters intact, like that is I I'd fucking buy it. I would. Yeah, and it, it's gotten to the point with me too, where it's like, I I don't go to the I go, I go to the record store like the couple record stores like once a month now rather than like two or three times a week, <laughs> because I, it's like I have everything. I'm not I don't have everything I want, but you know, I have a lot of stuff, and now I'm just kind of like, if I'm gonna spend like a hundred dollars at the store, like on a bunch of like small records. I'd rather spend that hundred dollars on like wh- something I like, you know, yeah. over the month. You know what I mean? That's yeah. why I bought that Murder Dolls record because I, I mean, outside of going to Arizona with you, out, out in Arizona with you, I haven't been to the record store in like a month. So I thought, you know, it's cheap, so I'll get it. Sure, rationalize however you want. <laughs> That's what I'm doing, <laughs> even though you hate that record for some reason. It's, I mean, the band's a little. Uh, eh, they're fine. They're great. Anyway, they're, they're fun for a kids' party. It's fine. <laughs> fun for a kids party alright so that was your number four was Umaguma yeah we're in the final four now baby final four okay this one uh, this one has surprised me since the first time I heard it I got I picked up this one originally from Uncle Aldo's Attic when I was at your place like a year and a half ago or something uh, it's Obscured by Clouds their seventh record I know you. this is really low for you yeah, I fucking but hate this record I, I like this record so much because it's such a nice it's so straightforward. I love how straightforward and kind of like blues rock it is. It, it's proggy at points, but it's not too much. It's a nice, refreshing version of Pink Floyd. Like when you want to hear David Gilmore and Roger Waters sing, but not hear it like in a, a crazy way, like thrown obscured by clouds. I think it's a solid, straightforward record. And that's why it's so high for me because it does stand out in their discography, but not in the psych pop way like Piper does. My copy's not terrible, but I definitely want to want to upgrade my copy of this. Ooh, wow. That's really good. I, I really nice, enjoy uh, Obscured by Clouds. I got a nice Holland pressing for you. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it goes. God, you, be, a couple you, be weeks. Sh- you be shopping over here and getting getting trading up all the good records that are Dude, not, not very good. <laughs> I know. I, I think maybe at least with Obscured, I think I'll wait until I find like a copy in the store. But I, I think I'll I think I'll buy your your um the first two off of you we'll see <laughs> because you want to hear the secretos <laughs> I, I do i really honestly that's like a big reason why it's so I want that it, it's i think you're going copy oh <laughs> shit all right so what do you got for number three number three is the album of the week dark side baby all right there you go there we go so then we'll go with my number three uh i got animals animals here is my number three this album, I mean, this this is like, I think this is them at their proggiest, their, their best proggiest. I mean, metal, there was a lot of prog. There was a lot of straightforwardness on Dark Side, which we'll get into. But uh, but Animals it was like this perfect, it's like a perfect prog record. It really is. I mean, there's, what, four songs, five songs? If that, Roger Waters wrote most of it. Gilmore's still sang a lot, of, still sang like on, I think, two of the songs, and one of them is like the longest track. They like sing on dogs, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, but my favorite song is "Pigs," the three the three different ones. And uh, I think this is what I was talking about earlier. One of the catchiest melodies out of any Pink Floyd song is on this song, as well as "Lucifer Sam." The when he goes the ha ha, it's that <laughs> that stupid laugh he does. Oh my god, it is so good. It's so stupid, but I. I absolutely love it, and I'm I get I'm just instantly hooked every time I hear it. And once again, I mean every song David I mean David Gilmore is at his best between like metal and animals, he's just at his fucking absolute best. Wait, animals comes after 
after or comes after. And it was right before the wall. Like that was in between Wish You Were Here and the Wall. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, uh, the, yeah, Animals is my is my number three. And so, what do you got for number two? It's Animals, baby. All right, what do you got on this one? Animals, baby. Yeah. So this came out between Wish You Were Here and the Wall. Like literally, 1975. Wish You Were Here. Two years later, Animals. Two years later, The Wall. This, um, I guess, like you wouldn't have The Wall had it not been for this. And that's that sucks because this is a concept album. This is a mm-hmm. concept album that achieved what it was doing. I will say that The Wall is for sure their most ambitious album they had ever done. It just didn't accomplish what they, they set out for, and that's why it's just, it's kind of shit, to be honest. But Animals yeah, Animals, um, Animals is a concept album. It's not even very long. It's it's not even 45 minutes. It's super short. And it's just it's a fucking jam album. It's long instrumentals with various like time changes, tempo changes. It's similar to Adam Hart in that way. Yeah. I love this. It, it just it finds a groove. It dances around it for like ten to fifteen minutes. There's minimal singing. It's just solid lines, not showing off in any real way. But Gilmore does some really cool shit on the guitar. And listening to Pink Floyd this week, I don't think Gilmore's like any. He's no like Eddie Van Halen shredder. But the guy know they I, that like pretty much everybody in this band just knows how to just find a groove, work with it, and just bide your time. Wait till it's my turn, and I'm gonna throw something down. And it's gonna blow your fucking mind. And he does yeah. that. He throws in a lot of cleaner tones and a lot of offbeat upstrokes, which is super dope. And the acoustic, the acoustic closer, it's super solid. Like I like, <laughs> I like Roger Waters. Like at their at their best, at their best. Because sometimes they both have really shitty songs that they sing on. But I think at their best, I like Waters' vocals over Gilmore's vocals. I do. Really? Yeah. Huh. And it was it was hard to pinpoint it this week because even on Dark Side, there are times where I'm like, oh, I don't like what you did there, buddy boy. Like, you were my favorite, but now you're not my favorite. <laughs> but I think, like, like at their best, I like I like Waters over yeah, Gilmore. Um, but, I, again, like, this was just – this was ambitious for this band. It was super ambitious. And even though Dark Side is a, a concept album kind of – thing i i think i think dark side just kind of got lucky it stumbled into something and got really fucking lucky and i think dark side holds a lot of uh of of of, of its fame to the cover art i really do no and come on man no it's silly boy talk judge a book by its cover <laughs> that there's a reason why that 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 saying was invented that saying wasn't invented because people don't judge books by its cover. No, that saying was invented because people do judge books by its cover. And that is a fucking <laughs> badass cover. That's one of the most badass cover arts of all time. So to, yeah, to think that, that to be. think that like part of Darkseid's uh, fame isn't attributed to the cover art is just silly. It's it's naive. Um, mm. But yeah, this was, this was ambitious for the band. It's a concept album, like I said, with really, really, really progressive rock sounds and ideas. And this was hard to pinpoint like a favorite song for me. And mm-hmm. I'm going to get a better copy because my copy has a lot of surface noise. I don't like it. But my favorite part on here, even though I just said otherwise, is is like Gilmer's singing. Gilmer's guitar towards the end of like Sheep. He uh, He's just mashing okay. down these these cleaner chords. It's just a lot of open strings and letting them ring out. And it's it's jarring. It's it's weird. But it's it's, it's nice. It's pleasant. He is really great. I mean, he truly is. I don't say I don't think he's the greatest, but he is he is a great guitar player. He's a guy that's not a so like like I, I I say this in like an endearing way. He's a guy that's not a great guitar player, but he knows how to be great at how good he is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, you know that's what I mean? Fair. Yeah. 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 Like he's not great, but the what he does, he knows how to be the best at what he can do. He he, he knows his limits. It comes down to songwriting, really. Yeah. Like like he knows his limits and he pushes those limits to the max, as opposed to like a great guitarist. Who kind of just writes shitty music, like Ian Malmsteen? Like, that's a guy that's a great guitarist that writes <laughs> shitty music. Gilmore's like the opposite of that. Like, kind of a, he's an okay guitarist, but like he uses his potential to the fullest. All right, so that is your number two. You have anything ah, else on animals, baby? Or what do you yep. think? That's number two. You so good? we got dark. We got dark side for you, and the metal is number one. Okay. Yeah. So so dark side is my number two. All right. I mean, straight up, my number two. Okay. So then, I Adam Hart Mother is your favorite, right? Adam Hart Mother, baby. Okay. That's it. Why is that? Why is that? This is dude, the title track makes this album. It it does. It's my favorite it's my favorite song by Pink Floyd. It is their best song. It's this multi part suite that was take that was taken in like one take 
and thus has some inconsistencies as far as like tempo goes. The structure of it is exciting. It's constantly morphing and it's moving, but it still always finds its way back to that big brass part. It's their longest mm-hmm. studio song. It's their best song. Side two is really good, but like side one <laughs> makes this album. Side one makes like fucking Pink Floyd. Like, this is what Pink Floyd is about. Just sloppy playing, not that great songwriting, but just doing something special because they all come in together and, and I don't know, writing some half-ass shit that just turned out really good. Reading about this song too, like it's cool to hear that they all had these ideas for this song and rather than rehearse it, they would kind of like try out different riffs and transitions on, on their live shows. And then they finally had like an overall shape of the song after kind of like essentially just jamming on stage. Then they hired this guy, like an actual musician, Ron Geeson. Geeson. Yeah. To compose like the orchestral part of it. And like he's he's a real musician. He could read music and he was kind of like 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 they gave him a general idea of what they wanted. And but he yeah. thought it was a mess. Like no one could read music. And so he thought it was just like this was like a fucking joke. So he essentially just was on his own completely in creating this <laughs> over the top soundscape. And and for a time in the in the late sixties into the seventies, for a band to use orchestral music is is commonplace. Everybody fucking did it. But nobody mm-hmm. was doing it to the point where the orchestral music was in front and the rock band was in band and then back. This is the opposite of Adam Hart Mother. The rock band is is in back and the orchestral music is in the front. And so we're getting this I don't know, this this soundscape of 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 calmness, but with a little bit of anxiety from the rock part. And like it just it goes in and out. It it ebbs and flows. It it wanes its way into kind of I don't know anxiety and then comes back to calmness and then drops in with that <laughs> and then calms down a little bit again. It's just it's moving. It really is. It's mm-hmm. it's moving and I can't I can't uh I, I can't explain it any better than that. I guess when we get into our, our <laughs> first impressions of Pink Floyd in the next episode, I will go more into why this one is so mind blowing to me. But Adam Hart Mother is it's it's from the first time I heard it, it's just this is unbelievable. It's a it's really a great record, but it's, it's unreal. Honestly, man. It is unreal. It is very good, but there's just some better stuff here. It's it's a little too unfocused for me. I guess that's what it is. I really think that's what it is. A little too unfocused. That's what that's that's the charm of it, baby. Like again, the fact that they did this in like one take. And so I read I'm whatever. But whatever that's worth, it could be fake. There's a lot of stuff in their discography and their history that I think is embellished a little bit to make them sound a little more cool than they actually are yeah i i would say so but i I think that's most bands at this level this status for sure things have been embellished but then we talked about it uh last week on the box car race episode something was embellished a little bit i can't remember what it was but was it yeah well there you are now i don't know but yeah Yeah, there there are like there are like time changes that just come out of like nowhere like why 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 are you changing times right now that doesn't make any fucking sense (laughs) why why are things getting faster and that's just because they are they they did like one take and they couldn't keep up with each other because they're not musicians they're just a bunch of people that picked up instruments at some point in their life and decided to make a band yeah a bunch of schmucks in architecture school bunch of fucking schmucks yeah <laughs> that's really what they were they were all going to like the same architecture art school whatever yeah, that's where the, they all yeah exactly yeah I, they don't know what the fuck is going on and but they all they did all right so my number one we uh it's it's metal their sixth record 1971 this is when they were kind of down and out they they got a lot of shit for this record actually and i don't understand like the only thing that people like really love about this record is the last song is echoes the 23 minute song that covers the entirety of side b um and they're still kind of ridiculed for that which is insane to me like this song honestly this album is better than dark side it has it has the cool like lead up into into echoes and there so my okay i'm all over the place all over the place my favorite song is one of these days the opener that bass line is just so deep and so heavy. And then there's that, I forgot, I think it's uh, Richard Wright who does that like that modulated, distorted voice that comes in and then it just like drops into this heavy fucking tune and you're just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and then it jumps into Pillow of Winds. I think it's Pillow of Winds, right? I think that's the name of it. And it's just like this beautiful acoustic song. It, it just, 
it's just it's all these highs and lows of just those first two songs and then it just it slowly slowly transitions into like this other cool prog part and then you're and then it ends with the uh well no it doesn't end with but then you know then you have the the liverpool part of it you know the chance the song the liverpool you never song, walk alone baby you have that you're like what the fuck which is even weirder in it in itself because roger waters and i think richard wright or nick mason one of the two they were like huge arsenal fans so why would they put a liverpool song in here kind of weird um and then the ending with the dogs barking weird. so fucking weird and the, but then that that first that first note hit on echoes it's just like the it's like a it almost sounds like a it reminds me of like a water droplet like in a cave like something you would hear in a fucking movie of like people going down into this like dark cave and you hear like water dropping in the distance <laughs> that's what it sounds like and then just that that slow build up in that song it's it's absolutely amazing and beautiful and uh, did you wind up watching the live in Pompeii no, I totally forgot about to write out. Oh my god, dude. I did. They play echoes in the middle of Pompeii. Or in the middle of this Colosseum in Pompeii. They start with echoes. And it's just it's so cool because like the at the very beginning the camera is slowly it's like starting at the top of the Colosseum and the camera's slowly moving in closer to the band as they're like setting up and starting the song and then it just just the build up of it is just it's unreal, man. I should have watched that because we were there. <sighs> that would have been decided. We were like in another, Pompeii. Yeah, I know. Another cool uh, uh, ode to home, I guess. I the know. only, the only like ridicule I have about the whole live in Pompeii is that not all of it was filmed there. There <gasps> were parts that were. I know, I know. That's the only bad part. Shady. There are parts that were that were filmed in studio. Like, but it was obviously a studio with like stage lights and everything. It wasn't like they were trying to make it seem like they were in Pompeii. Okay, but. It would. It, it's weird. It like transitions between like them playing there, and then going back to them playing in the studio, and then back and forth. That's my only weird. My only criticism of it, but otherwise, it's such a fucking cool performance. When was this? Really, what, really cool. what year was this? Do you remember? This is right before Dark Side. Oh damn! Yeah, it was. It was like maybe a year before Dark Side, if so that. This is. I mean, this is like that's like uh, damn near at their peak. Yeah. It was, like when the no juices, idea. when the juices are running for Dark Side, is probably at like them at their peak. Seriously, yeah, I, I would agree. There, there's another cheesy moment in in the Pompeii video too, where like they set up like this giant gong up on a hill, and mm-hmm. so behind it is like the setting sunset, and then Roger Waters is up there with a giant mallet and just like hitting <laughs> the shit out of the gong, like in front of the sunset. That's terrible. It's so cheesy, but man, it's cool. It's so cool at the same time. It's great. So, but yeah, metal. This is, this is like, this is by far, to me, the by far the greatest thing they've ever done. Beautiful, beautiful okay. from start to finish. Okay. So, there you go, metal from the Pink Floyds. Yeah, so we did we have it. Any, yeah, we. I can't believe it. We did fifteen fucking. Fucking air. So, do we have anything else on on this part of the the episode? No, that's uh, that's it. That's all. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Stay tuned for the main episode. Fuck, it's going to be a big one too, where we get into dark, the dark side of the moon from the Pink Floyds. So keep listening, rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, all that, whatever, Apple Podcasts. And that's it. That's all. Different Waters. <laughs>